This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And a big welcome to the second hour of the summer run home. You've got Barney and Robbie Slater with you for your Monday afternoon. And if you missed anything in the first hour, uh, subscribe. Listen to the Run Home with Joel and Fletch podcast. It's available at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can download the SEN app, which I've got to say, I am such a fan of the SEN app, even in the car now. Instead of uh, listening through the uh, the broadcast channels, I'm listening on the SEN app because uh, I don't know if you know, in the M5 tunnel, AM radio gets a bit fuzzy. Did the, the SEN app holds strong. Did the SEN app cost 30, 40 million to build? I don't know what it cost to That's build. That's what the Keep Up did, one did in, mm. for the APL, which has brought them down, of course. Only 34, only, wow, what a Well, what someone, a I spoke to someone. Developing apps. I actually spoke to Bozzo. <laughs> I spoke to the Bozzo. And <laughs> that's he good. would have been mum on it, wouldn't well, he? he would, said he, it would have been hard to get anything out of him. Mate, he was, yeah, very, very difficult. And um, he said to me, he spoke to a tech expert, inverted commas, mm. and he said, he asked the guy, <laughs> he said, if you've spent 30 million on an app, what could you, you know, what should you expect? He said, mate, it should fly you to the moon and back <laughs> and give you a three course dinner on the moon. So. Uh, of course, a tech expert for uh, for Bozza could have just been the guy working the Genius Bar at the Apple Store, so you yeah. never know. Um, now, uh, it is time to welcome our listeners uh, in New Zealand, listening on SENZ. New Zealand. A big kia ora and good evening to you over there. Um, I hope we find you well. Uh, it is obviously now time to talk uh, tennis. The Australian Open is in full swing, which means, Mark, it is time for this... Time now for an Australian Open update with Brett Phillips. BP, are you there, mate? You've got your own stinger. I'll tell you what, you guys at 1170, this is right across uh, the board. You go to greater lengths than any other station across this vast uh, network to produce stuff like that. So uh, this is why it's my favourite. BP. Absolute. A slight blankety blanks, isn't yes. it? Yes. This is my favourite blank. You, you're just having a little reception issue there, BP. You got us coming in clear, mate? <coughs> Not yet. Hello. Hey, we, uh, we got you. Are we on? Yeah, we are, we're on, BP. Okay. You got us, mate? I've got you loud and clear. Oh, Matt, that must be are. all the extra punters down there. We're hearing about <laughs> too many punters this year uh, is according to, uh, well, I think it was a story in the Herald. Um, that it's it's ruining the experience. Obviously, that's a reporter who couldn't get phone reception either because there's too many people on the towers. Um, mate, uh, first off, let's start with last night. Um, I got home last night. I was I was working last night. I got home uh, about eleven o'clock, and uh, my wife is a big tennis fan. Was on the lounge, uh, desperately hoping uh, Alex Demonor could could pull it out, could uh, win the fifth set, and uh, sadly not to be. But what happened was she was uh, she was very frustrated, quite upset as she um, as as the get match ended. She decided I'm going to bed, but then she went to bed and all she did was toss and turn for about an hour and a half <laughs> because she was still just annoyed about the game, um, disappointed um, for our man Demonor. 
Brett, and that made me wonder, mate, you must have that feeling almost every every evening. You know, you're riding the tension of every game and then you've got to go home. You know you've got to be back there early in the morning. Mate, when was the last time you had a good night's sleep? Uh, is Was it before this Open? Well, when you cover tennis, let me tell you, you just don't sleep. It is a sport that never stops. And uh, when you're covering a fair bit of it in the Australian time zone, whether we're doing what is fairly normal hours here compared to you know, when you're covering events in Europe and uh, the US, uh, there's no rest for the wicket. You just, the adrenaline just keeps uh, pumping through. And, well, it was pumping for Alex uh, last night, uh, the last two sets. We actually, you know, calling that game on SCN thought that he was uh, in the driver's seat. You know, won those two tiebreakers. He was up and about, bouncing away. And Rublev looked a little bit fatigued. He was out on his feet and, you know, he was, uh, you know, obviously consuming all sorts of fluids to get him going and had the home crowd against him. And then Rublev showed, showed why he's the world number five and Alex is the world number 10. There is a gap. And, uh, you know, Rublev's played those uh, those bigger matches at the bigger tournaments where he just knows when to go up a notch. And uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fierce ball striker, Andre. There's not a lot of subtlety to his game. And he just started hitting the ball harder. And, uh, yeah, Alex couldn't quite go with him. So it's, it's probably another 12 months away to be realistic about, you know, Demon or having, you know, some sort of run here at the Australian Open. Oh, well, you know what? He's, that's the thing. He's only 24 and um, there is still so much room to improve. And, and if you see the progress he's made over the last 12 months, um, what you'd hope if that can continue for the next 12 months, then, yeah, we're, we're looking at a real chance next year. We hope so. I mean, he's just trying to go... Uh, and go deeper at all the majors. Now that the expectation has certainly gone up, and now that he's become a top ten player, and the good part for Alex, in his own words last night, he said, "Well, in the past I might have been satisfied, you know, in my progression where I was at to make a fourth round, but now it's not good enough. You know, I want to get to a quarterfinal, I want to get to a semi, and a lot of people thought that he wouldn't even reach top ten. So." The next goal is to try and at least consolidate that ranking in and around 10, if he can get it to 7 or 8. Uh, he's got a lot of assets that worry opposition players. I mean, as Rublev said last night, it's just a nightmare playing Alex Dimonor because <laughs> he makes you hit a lot of balls. I mean, 35-shot rallies, 30-shot yeah. rallies. But he's got to beef up the serve. He's got to, you know, certainly uh, get more value on the forehand. There's lots of little things as he continues to put on a bit of muscle that can just life a little easier. You know, I was watching that game, Brett, as well, and um, like you, and I'm certainly not an expert like you, but like Barney, like everyone else at home uh, watching, thought, you know, when he won that third set, you just thought, okay, he's in the box seat here because, I mean, Rublev looked at, at some points that he was just going to lose it. He was getting frustrated, the look on his face, and not necessarily the next set where he loses 6-3, Brett, but what happened, just explain to me because I'm not an expert, how do you get a six love in the fifth? Yeah, it's a scoreboard, Robbie. We don't normally associate with Alex. He's so competitive. He yeah. sits, uh, you know, he's got a bit of depth in them. And even when he's, you know, a breakdown, he's got that ability to, you know, break straight back and, and get back in the match. But, I mean, look, Rublev uh, just, you know, started absolutely going for broke. I mean, he was painting the ball on the lines, in the corners. It was high-risk, high-reward sort of tennis. And, mm. you know, once he got that early break, he just couldn't recover the, the scoreboard. He only, he only got to be one breakdown in men's tennis, and it's so hard to, you know, get the break uh, against a player like Rublev, who serves pretty well. And there's just a couple of points where he just shot execution, just let him down and... Um, the serve last night, it just didn't uh, stand up like it has all summer. 
you know, under 50%. A lot of looks for Rublev at the second serve, and you know he was able to just you know crunch crunch winners and get Alex on the back foot. And yeah, the scoreboard just got away from him uh, very very quickly. He was trying to dig in. I mean, they were still, still playing some good points, but he just couldn't win those crucial points. Yeah, mate. Now, today, uh, reigning champions Novak Djokovic and Ariana Sabalenka navigated their way through uh, pretty comfortably, as did Coco Goff. They all won in straight sets. Um, Coco Goff's Robbie's new favourite player. He hadn't heard that name, <laughs> mate. What, what can you uh, let Robbie know about her game? Oh, she's a beauty, uh, Coco. I mean, she's been entertaining us since she was a 14-year-old when she you know, went to Wimbledon. Quite extraordinary when she played Venus Williams all those years ago. I mean, just maturity beyond her years. And here she is now as a Grand Slam champion, won the US Open last year. And she's up in the top three. Uh, I mean, for a young girl, I mean, just she just carries herself extremely well. And her tennis has now uh, gone to the next level. You know, she's increased her fitness base. Her forehand was her... Her weaker link, she's improved that. Uh, I believe she belongs now. And I mean, Robbie, you'd appreciate like it takes a bit of time, doesn't it, to get that you know self belief that you actually belong at the uh, at the top level. And Coco has got that self belief now, so she's an absolute uh, title contender. Uh, likely, you know, semi final with Arena Sabalenka, last year's champion, and I'd certainly back in uh, Coco to win that semi. Now, uh, BP, before we let you go, mate, the Australian Open, obviously, we're getting towards the pointy end of that. But uh, a big year of tennis coming up. And on the text line, Barry's just asked, uh, hey, guys, can you ask BP that if you go to Wimbledon, can you buy tickets in the day? I, I think he means on the day. On the day. Yeah, in the day. Um, <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably better to try and get them in the daytime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But can, can you buy them on the day just for Barry? Do, do you know, BP? Uh, I think I know what Barry's uh, talking about, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Wimbledon's the toughest. So Wimbledon have a ballot where you've got to go in a ballot oh to get tickets. God, no. But you can just risk so – it's camp. It's it's tent city in the yeah, Wimbledon yeah, yeah, parklands yeah. there next to the golf course. People uh, pitch a tent, join the queue. You mightn't get in until 5 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, <laughs> but you just snake file around. You get sunburnt. By the time you get in, you need a PIMS. <laughs> and you uh, just park yourself on Murray Mound and you enjoy a bit of Wimbledon. But that's the painful part if you don't get in. It is good, though, if you get there. Tickets, so. I've, I've been went a couple of times because oh, yeah. I played in London, played for West it's, Ham, and I got got invited, obviously, so I didn't yeah. have to get there in the day. He wasn't, um, he wasn't camping with the... Uh, I wasn't camping with the with the punters outside, let's say. <laughs> Although, you know, I am a great man of the people like the Bozo. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Pims, Pims was on the on the thing. Listen, I, I've, I've always wanted to do this, so can I... Um, um, Shag has got a question as well. Some weird kind of hand gesture was coming from Rublev's box. Uh, do you know what that was? That was a question from the reptile. Yeah, I, yeah, not sure. There was a lot going on with Rublev uh, last night. His, <laughs> his box was pretty, um, pretty demonstrative, like he. And I mean, of course, his courtside coaching allowed now, so you know, that, which I think is a great addition to tennis because it used to be just hand signals, and coaches were saying, "I'm not coaching," but they were coaching, and then they just made it official. Coaches, I've let them let them chat to the player and. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't pick that up. We were calling it on the radio last night, and um, yeah, didn't uh, didn't see that. But it's never dull. Let me tell you, with Andre Rublev, mate, it's never dull with any of these blokes. Plenty of blow-ups uh, yet to play out too with these players over the next uh, next week or so, mate. We're loving your coverage here on SEN. Thanks for joining us on the run home, uh, and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy keeping the coverage going tonight. 
Indeed, yeah. Big week to come, second week. Uh, thanks, guys. Good to chat. No worries. Brett Phillips there down at the Australian Open. And, uh, well, what an Australian Open we're having. Uh, what a uh, run home we're having. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we're going to chat A-League. And uh, let me tell you, Robbie has some thoughts. You're on the run home. Back soon.